a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Republic expansion to the wild outer rim. In a region where criminal organizations thrive, shadow syndicates reign, and crime lords feud across the galaxy, the Republic stands determined to bring justice and light to the furthest frontiers in the galaxy. Meanwhile, a diverse group of individuals band together to survive and thrive in the chaotic cosmos. Banding together for the first time, they purchased a ship called the Phantasmal Squonk, which was available in a junkyard. The old Republic freighter has seen better days, but the new owners don't fully know its origin. The crew of the Phantasmal Squonk set out on a mission for their first job, leading them to the core world of Coruscant. start our journey our story rather in a ship not just any ship though you see our group of heroes don't exactly come from a uh, a life of wealth uh, many of them have uh, tried surviving on their own and it's much too difficult in the wilderness of the outer rim or most parts of the galaxy for that matter to do so so you all have gathered together pooled what resources you have and bought the best ship you could afford. Not the best ship, mind you, just the best one that you can afford. <laughs> um, would anybody like to say the name of the ship? Oh, it's the Phantasmal Squonk. The Phantasmal Squonk. Uh, named, named, named after the artwork that is on the outside of the ship. What is a squonk? It is an actual Star Wars canon bird creature of some sort that is really weird looking, quite frankly. Um, but it's Star Wars. What are you going to do? Uh, you all are, have uh, received uh, a job, uh, one of the few jobs that you actually qualify for with your experience level. Um, it is a, 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 you were told in a description that you are to go to Coruscant to meet with someone and pick up a package and deliver it. Sounds simple enough, right? However, uh, you haven't been told what you're picking up and where you are go taking it to. Uh, in, the, in the job description, it is mentioned that when you arrive to Coruscant, you will be given information on where specifically to meet your contact. And then after you have picked up said package, you will be told where you're going to take it. And with that said, in the Phantasmal Squonk, you all are barreling through hyperspace. The hyperspace engine on the Phantasmal Squonk isn't necessarily the best. Many of you have heard stories of uh, heroes, Jedi, mercenaries, and soldiers 
bouncing between system to system in their very fast ship. That is not the Phantasmal Squonk. You've actually been in hyperspace for several days, cooked up together, getting to know each other for the first time. The good thing about the Phantasmal Squonk is that it does have plenty of space. There are large cargo holds that are currently empty. There are uh, rooms, uh, plenty of rooms for each one of you to have a place to stay and sleep. And there is a, uh, a gathering area where it looked like at some point there may have been gaming tables set up and nice chairs and sofas, but they've all been ripped out. Uh, <laughs> the, only, the, the only furniture of any kind in the ship are in the rooms as well as in the cockpit. Who is currently flying the ship? <laughs> wow! No one. Was <laughs> oh wow! Now, now, clarifying question, Chris, uh, because sure. I'm about to make a lot of people's lives a lot easier. Uh, what is what is the class of the ship that you decided upon? It is a light freighter. Is it this the light freighter that is based on the one from the Old Republic video game? Uh, that's correct. So the interior of those ships do contain uh, two pilot spaces, the same as uh, there's a pilot and a co-pilot station, the same right. as, yes. Uh, so I, I am going to go ahead and say that Wynn is in one of those seats at present. Okay. Uh, is uh, Wynn, are you flying by yourself or is anybody else going to jump in too? Um, I think... Since, um, we, I think we mentioned in the, like, uh, before, you know, the beforehand knowledge stuff that, uh, this ship is stuck in Hutties. Correct. Um, so I think as, uh, acting protocol droid for this crew, uh, I would be, uh, co-piloting just to make sure no translation errors occur. Um question for one in since you are a jizz whaler are you also like diddling a little song as you work yeah no um as i'm just sitting there uh i have a little like hollow synth that i'm like playing on that goes straight to uh ia1n's uh memory banks uh zero is standing behind the pilot and co-pilot uh seats and uh silently well not silently because they make a lot of noise uh but uh in terms of just speech not saying a word but uh silently judging uh how the ship is being piloted uh but just we have a, sort we of standing there we have a backseat driver droid is what you're saying yes, yes. <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> uh, we essentially woke up on their ship and they were like get off my lawn oh i guess not <laughs> yeah yeah zero zero definitely believes that the ship is theirs because they were found on the ship uh with no memory but clearly they were there before anyone else so they think the ship belongs to them and is you know not a fan that other people are driving it but but allows it to happen. Awesome. Uh, what is everybody else doing? On, uh, what is everybody else doing right now? Um, you expect, according to the computers, bear in mind they are in hoodies, so it does help to know hoodies to be able to understand what the ship is saying. Uh, but you are expecting any moment now to be dropping out of hyperspace. So what would everybody else be doing while others are flying the ship? <laughs> 
Um, I was telling my lovely players, co-players earlier, uh, before we started, that as my class, I got to spit, uh, pick a specialty kit. And out of all the list of very useful specialty kits from healing items to tech items to all these things, I chose for Gauze the chef kit. So Gauze is in the kitchen packing up the rest of their lunch to make sure that they're all going to have food and they're all going to be okay with their very little rations. And it is essentially tiny little microwave meals that was all they could afford. And making sure to check her little pouches to make sure they're full of healing Slim Gems and Cheez-Its and getting ready to get off at Coruscant, which the closer she got to Coruscant, the least happier and quieter she's got. Cause she's not very excited about going back there. I want you to know that when you're saying the little meals you're preparing, I was just thinking about Lunchables. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm picturing in my head is Lunchables. They're Uh, little Lunchables, but you know, I put a sprig of Flucian dust on it, so it's like a chartreuse board, chartreuserie board, whatever it's called. Oh my goodness! Uh, And Lysander, what do you think you would be doing? Um, he's just pacing, kind of back and forth. One, because he's never been to any of the core like world so it's just like oh what is Coruscant gonna be like so this is really exciting for him but also he's like I we've been stuck in hyperspace for so long it should not take this long right they don't they don't mention this in the stories that this actually traveling does take a lot longer than how it sounds um, so Gauze, uh, we're, uh, so just for the listeners, um, we uh, since most of us are brand new to tabletop role-playing games, and I am brand new as a DM to Star Wars 5th Edition, we're going to you know call out some specific roles, take our time with it, just because this is like an introductory game for us. So with that said, Gauze, you get, you get the honor of doing the first ever role uh, for this game. Uh, we're going to roll to see how well you cook. Oh God! <laughs> uh, so you're gonna take your you're gonna take your d20 and uh, roll it and add your survival bonus to to it. Survival, survival. What? Um, which one's survival? Oh, that's under wisdom. So here we go, you guys. The first roll. I love roll. that it's survival. I love that's the skill you chose. That's amazing. thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> it's a four, so it's a six. <laughs> So, so guys, you think you're doing an excellent job cooking, but the the stench in the ship is is overwhelming. It's like, um, you know, the spice. It's very spicy. There's weird kind of like chemical smells coming coming out, and it's kind of going all over the ship. Uh, what the crip are you cooking in there? Look, it came with the ship. I'm doing the best I can. Maybe this is Zero's food? I don't, does Zero eat? Do we know if they eat? I do not require sustenance. Okay. So, hey Lysander, you wanna cheese it? (laughs) I'd rather starve, but thank you for the offer. Well, at least we're gonna be at Coruscant soon. There's everything to eat on Coruscant, so. Are you nervous? 
Now, why, <clears throat> sorry, why would I be nervous? Uh, I don't know. First time. It's big. I mean, it's Coruscant, so it sucks, but it's big. It's easy to get lost forever. Oh. <laughs> don't wander away. Get a buddy. <laughs> One in. Can you check the readout again? Are you sure none of these say it's leaking? Certainly. Let me look. We're not leaking. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Um, at, at this point, um, alarms ring off on the computer consoles and the cockpit, alerting you that you are dropping out of hyperspace. Um, the computer shouts at you in Huddies. You're not quite sure what it says, unless you speak Huddies. If you do, it's just an alert saying, uh, we're dropping out of hyperspace. But that to the rest of you, either... Sorry. Uh, but to the rest of you, it just sounds like, Hukatuta! Well, hopefully that's the we're not about to die alarm. That either means we're coming up on Coruscant, or we're about to hit a star. It's, it's one of those two. <laughs> is is our ship so crappy that it's shaking as we're coming out of Coruscant? Uh, it's not shaking, actually. It's actually quite smooth. Shockingly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I can't yeah. accidentally, quote-unquote, drop the food on the floor. Great. Indeed. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Uh, uh, the ship... The ship does suddenly drop out of hyperspace, and it gives a violent, violent jerk across the entire ship. Can everybody make dexterity saving throws, please? Oh, I'm amazing at those. And uh, uh, is that a, a d20? A d20 plus uh, you're going to look for oh, a dexterity God. saving throw. <laughs> so that is a dirty 20 for IA1N. Nice. You're looking for a 10 or higher. Um, Unfortunately, uh, for our chef, you're going to be at disadvantage, which means that you're going to roll twice, and okay. you're going to take the lowest d20. You're handling so much, so many different things right now, food and whatnot, that it's harder for you to uh, maintain your balance. Hey, even I with have my bad news. Oh, I got a one. Ah! <laughs> this campaign is off to a great start. Wow! Good wow. job. Uh, I got a nine. Okay. You okay. said the lowest, right? E even lowest. with my incredible minus one, I did get a 14, so. As when is currently strapped in, uh, they have received a 15. And awesome. do not go flying. Uh, because someone on this ship put their seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, did anybody fail? Besides uh, Gauze? No, Lysander awesome. spectacularly. Yeah, I Lysander got, got a nat one. I got oh, okay. One. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so Gauze and Lysander. So Gauze just, her uh, food goes all over the place. And Lysander, you are seeing like food coming towards you and at you. Uh, when the ship actually drops completely out of hyperspace, it forces the entire ship, uh, ship to shake and shift. Food goes all over you, Lysander, and you also trip down onto the onto the slick floor. You don't even know want to know what you fell into. There's just like food and sauce and grease all over you right now. 
Are you kidding me? Gus, why? I blame the pilot. What are you guys doing? You made me drop things on Lysander. I also blame the pilot. Uh, so when uh, you are uh, you're checking the uh, console immediately after you go out of hyperspace, you do for a brief moment see and view Coruscant, um, a massive uh, a massive planet that is, as we know, just one giant city with ships flying in and out every which way. You've never been to a system before, I believe, uh, with so many ships leaving and coming and arriving. Um, but you don't get more than a second to enjoy the view before the computer begins to throw up alerts. Red lights start to sparkle and flash all over in the cockpit, and you actually see a large panel of metal uh, flying uh, across the cockpit, uh, the cockpit, and the ship begins to continuously shake. If you have seatbelts in your size, I recommend using them. You know everything back here is gutted, right? <laughs> yeah, wow, that's so helpful. Here, let me Well, let me help. grab onto something that's not each other. <laughs> I'm trying to clean Lysander, and I take a tiny tissue out and put it on Lysander's face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I yeah. think he'll be fine for the next five minutes. So, uh, what's around us that we could probably sit or grab or buckle down with? Uh, there are some empty uh, boxes, and there are there's a lot of piping and such uh, coming out of the walls that you could probably wrap your arm around and lean onto. So, as much as I want to put gauze in a box just to write it out, <laughs> she goes over and grabs a pipe for dear life. Yeah, Lysander also grabs a pipe. Awesome. Uh, uh, when um, it seems that the the stabilizer on the ship is uh, broken, and uh, it is giving you a warning sign too that a uh, power cufflink is malfunctioning. Uh, I'm going to repeat that to the people who know what they're doing when it comes to fixing uh, <laughs> uh, ships. Fine, I'll go look at it. <laughs> And Zero just slowly, like, not in a hurry at all, definitely not taking this seriously as they should, uh, just slowly walks uh, to uh, the the area of the ship where, where that would be to try and fix it. Uh, you head down to the engine room, and there are whiffs of black smoke uh, coming out. Um, if you breathe air, this would be concerning, but you do not. Um, getting closer to uh, the actual engine itself, you do see uh, off of some of the pipes that are following along the wall that there appears to be sparks uh, flying out and a, a small, tiny fire. Oh, boy. All right. Um, let me look at my skills that I can do. Um... All right, I have the tech casting ability of mending. Mm -hmm. uh, this ability repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, blah, 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 blah. Um, as long as the break or tear is no longer than one foot in any dimension, you mend it, leaving no trace of the former damage. 
Okay, and is that automatic or do you have to roll for something? Uh, it says duration instantaneous. Um, I don't, I do not think I have to. It just uses one of my uh, tech points. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I tech cast meant I, you know, touch it and I think probably like little sparks come out of my my hand and, uh, and uh, try to repair this thing. Yeah, so Zero, you are able to quickly repair this part of the ship, and you do note that this ship has seen much better days than it currently is now. It's not as stable as you would like for it to be. Uh, so, uh, when meanwhile, you are getting uh, closer to Coruscant, uh, uh, the ship's controls are uh, malfunctioning slightly while Zero is mending it. What do you do? Uh, how are the are the controls visibly malfunctioning uh, in a way that I can see? Yes. Uh, what does that look like? Is it is it like things flickering? Is there sparks? Uh, there are a lot of uh, navigational UIs that would take you that would give you information like what trajectory you should enter uh, for the atmosphere, as well as like any protocols that uh, a lot of the Coruscant uh, systems will automatically broadcast uh, for anybody that's arriving into the system. Um, those messages right now are scrambled, so you're not quite sure what the protocol should be for arriving into Coruscant. Um, of course, it would be in Huddies anyway. And, and you, you can still uh, pilot the ship uh, just visually, but you don't, you don't have very many gizmos right now to help tell you, you know, what the actual pathway should be. Uh, I whack... <laughs> The computer a few times and then say well I'm out of ideas <laughs> and grab hold of the uh, the the steering mechanism of the ship uh, so make a make a piloting roll eighteen oh wow uh, uh, just by going by feeling and sight, uh, the ship is properly navigated into the atmosphere, and at that point, all the systems come back online. Um, the actual instructions uh, to arrive into Coruscant uh, indicates to you in Huddies a bunch of information. You're not quite sure what it says. All right, uh, IA1N is going to calmly and collectively scream the docking procedures at uh, Win. <laughs> <laughs> um, the information that it gives you is that um, if you are a, a citizen of Coruscant, please uh, follow these instructions. If you are uh, a freighter or a shipper, please follow these instructions. Um, if you are part of the security uh, security guard, please follow these instructions. And they basically tell you to uh, whatever whatever path you follow. Uh, you have to uh, send a transponder code to a certain certain frequency, and you're expected to get some kind of response with instructions on where to dock. Okay, so since I... What seems easier? Like, what would be easier? Docking as a civilian or docking as a freighter? Uh, uh, you know? How about you roll for that? Let's make a... Okay. Make a... A lore roll. That is a, uh, uh, a nine. Oh, uh, definitely as a civilian. Okay. Um, since I lived on Coruscant previously, would I still have all those codes that I 
Uh, you do. You have a lot of uh, you have a lot of codes that would let you uh, transmit. They're older. They're an older code. Okay. Well, hopefully they'll check out. Um, uh, all right. I'll uh, start walking Win through uh, where to park, and then I will transmit the uh, the info necessary. Instructions: lower volume, faster pace, please. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Okay. Go. Over there. <laughs> They're gonna point. Uh, that so, works. so when you're you're getting these instructions, you know now how to fly. Can you make another piloting roll to see if you can stick to the plan? Uh, I got a natural twenty, which gives me a total of twenty-three. Good God! Good God! <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, you uh, you immediately and very quickly uh, fly down into Coruscant. The the uh, <laughs> sy- system is busy as it ever is. You avoid traffic, weave in and out of different lanes. There are other ships uh, barking noises, honking at you, or the equivalent of honking at you. And you very quickly get down to the top level of Coruscant, where there are several uh, public... Uh, uh, docking bays that you can choose from, and uh, at that moment, a, a a transmission is sent to the ship, and it alerts you. Uh, instruction. It alerts me. It alerts you. Uh, there are instructions this time in basic, so you can read it. Um, you are to uh, travel to a place called the Moshi Bar. It is on the 500th level of Coruscant. And uh, you will be meet your contact will meet you there. Uh, have we, has the ship fully landed? Down. Uh, uh, you are parking the ship as you receive this information. All right. I one and oh sorry go. I I park the ship down, and then I announce toward the back. Welcome to Coruscant, home of the Jedi, seat of the Senate busiest place in the galaxy relative to the amount of good food you can get. Do not eat anything below level 1,000. Seed of the Senate? Ew. (laughs) Now why? uh, (laughs) I mean, it fits politicians, but still. uh, (laughs) Uh, I I didn't think he was a real pilot. That one nice. Uh, I did have a question about uh, if there's anything still going on in the engine room after I did my mending. Um, uh, thankfully, you were able to fix everything. All right, cool. Yeah, so Zero will, uh, upon hearing that we uh, have arrived, just again sort of slowly uh, march their way up towards the front of the ship to join everyone else. You're coming with us, right, big guy? Oh, I suppose... Not much to do around here. Good, because you're scary. We'll need you. Come on. Thanks. <laughs> we are supposed to head to the... I tap the monitor several times. Moshi Bar? I, I never heard of this. We're supposed to go to the Moshi Bar to meet our contact. Would I know what the Moshi Bar is since I have a love of food and entertainment and stuff? Uh, you can make a, a lore roll. 
That one's intelligence. And I would say because you're from Coruscant, you can make a advantage. So that means that oh. you roll two d20s and you take the higher one. I'm not taking my one that rolled the four earlier. Uh, 19 plus one, so a dirty 20. That is that what dirty 20 means? That is what a dirty 20 means. <laughs> I'm learning the, what the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Moshi Bar actually is, has quite an infamous history. Uh, people usually don't go down there unless they're a part of a, a criminal guild or they're a bounty hunter. It's a place where not very many uh, members of the security uh, group in Coruscant would go. Uh, Jedi very rarely go there. Um, it's uh, rumored to be a place where a lot of uh, uh, criminal, criminal business is handled. Wait, did you say we go to the Moshi Bar? That is, in fact, what I said. Yes. Yeah, Zero, you're coming with us. That makes oh. me nervous. Oh, Why? Oh, no, it's great. It's, it's great. It's going to be fine, guys. It's, you know, just don't talk to anyone or look at anyone or take anything and pay attention and watch your surroundings and especially your peripherals. It's going to be fine. I am completely reassured by that series of words. I mean, if I can get in there without pants, you'll be fine. I would recommend shooting first and asking questions later. I would not. <laughs> but actually, having one in is great too, because if we need a distraction, they can just start playing music. It'll be great. Sure. Who's the leader of this group? As I nominate myself. <laughs> you know if what? I if, disagree with that. If anybody disreputable asks, I'm gonna say it's the Jizz Whaler. All right, the plan. The Jizz Whaler's in charge, and we're we're their uh, backup in their entourage. It's yeah. And we'll throw the pilot out there. <laughs> Which pilot? There's technically two of us, and I feel like the other one maybe should go in front. You know? Oh, he can He's... read Hutchies. What are you talking about? He like like they're more valuable. <laughs> I was talking about Zero. No, He's they they are our sweet like silent person, and they're cute, and we're sweet? gonna get. We're gonna get you fixed Sweet. up. Sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say that I, with this face, I don't think I'm much of a, a backup entourage person. I think. What? What that... face? <laughs> you, all of you humans look the same. Maybe to you. This is going great. What time do we have to meet the, the contact? Oh, the instructions don't include a time. Oh, okay. I... So what, do we just, um, just, just go there and wait? Well, we have, what, what I know, is it like exclusive? Do you have to be like waiting in line to, to get in? Uh, it depends on the time of day. Um, during the day, which it currently is, uh, you, at least the sun is up in Coruscant, um, it's a little quieter. And so they usually don't even have like a door person, but on busier, uh, busier evenings, uh, they'll have a they'll have a bouncer, a long line out in front, type of situation. 
oh, we can just like walk right in. It'll be fine. We get like, <gasps> if we get there before two, we can have their special crab dips. You've never had a great crab dip unless it's from like Castle on, guys. Oh my God. Let's go. I've never had a crab dip, period. You'll love it. I've dipped a crab. This is going well. Oh, anyway, it is our sweet baby boy Lysander's first time on Coruscant. Come on. Let's go see it. And I shove Lysander out to Coruscant off the ship. <laughs> Whoa. Why? Uh, I assume that there is a, a, a ramp you have to open to get out of the ship, from what I recall on the schematics. <laughs> so I shoved Lysander into a wall. <laughs> as oh my as, God. Uh, as Lysander is shoved to the closed ramp, uh, I really fast reach over and hit the button <laughs> to open the ramp, uh, which may or may not help the situation at all. Please tell me they tumble out like a, a cartoon. Like this. well, uh, uh, apparently Lysander is getting bullied now. Uh, Lysander, I'm, can, can you make a can you make a dexterity saving throw, please? I'm yeah. trying to let him experience the city for the first time. If I get in that one again, I got a seven. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't help that there's still a bunch of grease and food at the bottom of your boots. So when you're pushed off the ramp, you kind of slide down and you don't quite like fall on your on your butt or anything. But, you know, you you almost like tumble over and trip down. This is also the first time you notice that where the bottom of the ramp ends up, there is somebody standing out there in a blue, dark blue uniform with orange stripes coming off the, the sides. Um, this human is wearing a hat, and he seems to be looking curiously at you, and he has a big data pad in his arm. Um, and he looks down at you and says, hello. Um, that was weird. Uh, Dick Merrick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <clears throat> can, can we help you? Oh yes, uh, uh, I'm an attendant here for the the docking bay. Uh, it's a it'll be a hundred credits per day to keep this uh, ship here. A hundred credits. Hold on one second. Lysander <laughs> goes back up the ramp. Do y'all have a hundred credits? No, tell him that. Talk him out of it. I guess. Okay. That, Ask if it's payable now or when we leave. All right. Well, all right. Find, find out if they'll. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Charles. Find out if they'll let you sign up for a credit shit, pay it, and then we'll never touch it again. Rule number one, of course, on always haggle. I believe in you. Not really. <laughs> I don't, but this should be funny. <laughs> so Lysander goes back down the ramp, just like. Is it really a hundred credits? Can uh, we discuss the price of this? Oh yeah! Oh, abso absolutely. That is the the price. Um, uh, we don't we don't haggle here. Well, what if I say that we pay later? Is that okay? Uh, n no. I I I I 
I, I need to collect payment from you now, or else I'm going to get in lots of trouble. The thing is, I I swear that me and my crew over here, we're good on our word. We'll we'll pay the hundred credits when we get back. We just are kind of in a rush right now and need to leave right now. Crick and freaking crick. What? <laughs> uh, Lysander, can you make a persuasion roll? Yeah. <laughs> I got a 16 and I have a plus 6. So. Oh, so that's. Oh! Wow. Wow! Damn! <laughs> well, um, um, listen, um, I'll, I'll mark you as paid for now, but when you come back, you have to pay. Otherwise, I'll lose my job. Of course, of course. We don't want uh, anyone losing their jobs now, do we? No, no, we don't. Yeah, of course. You have my word. We'll pay you the hundred credits when we get back. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, have, have a wonderful day. You too. Lysander uh, pats him on the back. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> he he kind of smiles and just uh, looks oddly at you and then walks away. In, in the cockpit of the ship, uh, wind slowly lowers uh, their large Duros forehead down to touch against four of their fingers in a gesture of exasperation. Gaz is just watching for the ramp, and she just starts going... Yeah, wow. Lysander turns back and is like, yeah, thumbs up. Like, Dang, I was just gonna bullshit him, but you did it nicely. Huh, kindness does go somewhere. Um, yeah, so uh, when you get on the platform, there are many bridges and pathways off off into uh, the main city areas. Um, from there, there are lots of public transit options, taxis, and there are also a lot of park speeders everywhere. What do y'all? How do y'all get down to the five hundredth level? Guys? We can just take one of these speeders, right? Can you fit on one? That would be theft. Um, and that's often discouraged in places like the top part of Coruscant. Why? Are, th are there level lifts that we could take, too? I, I guess, actually, better question. How close are we to the, the club is the better question. It, it, it's pretty far. Uh, oh, okay. So we it, have it's, to, like, you know, uh, 30 or 40 miles away. Yeah, I guess we could take public transport. Traveling Probably the safest bet. Other beings? Yes, with other beings. This does not sound optimal. Yeah, well, Tiny over here decided to put us in debt 100 credits, so we can't exactly go making waves. We'll be fine. We're not paying it. <laughs> Gaz, Gaz is looking around. like she, Her eyes are constantly dot dotting to different like store and vendor fronts, and she does look a little on guard, but... Um, she is very much honing in on, like, what stores are around her than actual people. Lysander's yeah. the opposite. <laughs> Lysander's <laughs> like, wow, look at all these people. Lysander's having his Rapunzel moment of just like, look at the world! <laughs> uh, and yeah, if, if you've never been on, on a place like Coruscant before, you've never seen so many people in so many different varieties of species just walking around. Zero so, does not remember nor care if they've been on a world this populated before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so uh, 
are, are y'all going public transit or you're gonna try to steal a speeder? God. Why I don't we I... let the former Coruscant native decide the best Me? way to get there? Uh, so, so just to clarify, we we could take like um, public transport. Transport would be like essentially like um, oh god, brain work. It's a it's a sandwich place, a subway. Like a, yeah. it would be like taking a subway. Yeah, except they fly. They actually fly around, move through different levels as well. But it takes a while if you're going to go by public transit. Probably as long as. And then you can also to... can also call a taxi. Can, I, can all of our asses fit in a taxi? <laughs> uh, Zero I is this... seven and a half feet tall. Just so you know. Okay. So, a top so, down taxi. <laughs> so no. <laughs> oh, all right. I think the best way to get. Kind of points at zero. We should take a train. Let's get to the subway. Fine. And then Baby Boy gets to look at more guns as, like, rubbing Lysander's shoulder. We'll get you a t shirt. They last longer. No. Oh, now we have to. One of those that's like, I visited Coruscant and I didn't die t shirts. Yeah. Hot. Well, green. we've we've not gotten that far yet. Hey, one in. Have you ever been to Coruscant with your little musical career? Uh, yes, but not for my musical career. Oh, well, that mean? I don't, I don't ask. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> it's only a little concerning. All right, so we're looking for the uh, subway, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, there is a there is a close by uh, raised platform station, not very far from where you're standing. Um, it is full of people waiting for the next train or the next, I should say, uh, shuttle. Um, and a, only a couple minutes go by before the the next one shows up. Um, on this part of Coruscant, you notice that they're not asking for any money or credits. Um, uh, public transit up here is free uh, for all. Uh, there are also um, uh, large glass monitors uh, playing different newsreels. Um, uh, one catches your eye in particular where there is a, uh, a, a news report with a caption, uh, Starlight Beacon continues construction. And there is a interview with uh, uh, Supreme Chancellor Lena Sol uh, explaining how important this, uh, this project is for the entire galaxy. Is the mm. person not paying for it with their taxes? <laughs> I feel like they've been building that starlight beacon for, for forever now. When do you think it's going to be finished? I don't know. Probably soonish. Maybe a year. <laughs> Sorry, It'll be finished. Meta jokes, meta jokes. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be finished whenever they stop being able to write it off on the Republic's contractors' taxes. Here's going to be really cool, though, crawling with all them Jedi. Oh, I want to see the Jedi. Uh, mm. <laughs> I never seen a Jedi, but nobody I know that's ever met one was that impressed. They just stand there all serene and blonde with their lightsabers. What, what is a Jedi exactly? You keep mentioning these creatures. I don't, I have no. So the Jedi. 
are a group of space wizards and monks. They may or may not sleep with each other. We don't actually know. It's debatable. But they have this thing called the Force, apparently. It's all kind of bullshitty, and they can, it's, like, move stuff with their bullshit. brain. So it's all kind of bullshitty, and they can move stuff with their mind, apparently. And they have laser swords, and they're like, they think they're in charge of everything. And they're made up of, like, all species. It's just not one species. Like, any species could be a Jedi. I don't know. I've only seen them on TV screens. I knew a spacer who said that the Jedi are not allowed to sleep with each other except for one day out of the entire Coruscant year well, called Jedi-gasm. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> it's a big I, deal. Hmm. I don't know. Some spacer told... And then I've read when pauses books. and looks over at Lysander, how old are you again? I'm 25. Really? Is, yeah. Oh. Is I that... know I look young, but please. So, I don't know. I have so, a problem with human ages. They're a group of space wizards who may or may not be able to move things with their minds, and everyone is worried about how much they sleep with each other. And they're kind of like yes. in charge of everything. Listen, you know? I've I've read some books about the Jedi. They seem pretty cool. Also, I've read a lot of romance books about them. That's unrelated. Those but it really... seems like in those books that they can sleep with each other quite often. Have I you... don't understand why the sleeping with each other is relevant. Like, oh, have sorry. you read Jedi Saber Night or, Saber Night or Day? Because that was a really steamy one. No, I don't think I have. Oh, I'll lend it to you. It's so good. <laughs> right, um, man. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so the uh, the shuttle parks into the station, the doors fly open, um, a stampede of people get out of the train, and another group try to break through and rush it. Uh, I'm going to do that. I am pushing Zero, like, get on the train! <laughs> Zero does not, like, move any faster at all, just, just continues to slowly... Zero, uh, put your hand in there so the door doesn't close on you. Fine. And then we hold up the train for ten minutes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, and and everyone ar everyone around you is super annoyed that it's taking you so long to get into in, into the train, and you're you're doing it in such a way where you're blocking the door, keeping it open. The 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 shuttle sounds an alarm. Uh, calling out to you that the doors have stayed open for too long. But it doesn't move until you're all the way in. I, I flick off all the people and then grab my little handle above me. <laughs> like. um, as soon as the as soon as the shuttle starts to take uh, take off and move through the rest of Coruscant, it does eventually dive down um, into starting into the lower levels. Um, you notice though that the, the gravity system on the ship doesn't make you feel like you're just suddenly uh, gonna fall forward into the ship. It maintains um, a, a flat plane. I forget what the scientific term for that is. Uh, while while you all are waiting, um, there is a Godel, um who is dressed in very dirty clothing. It looks like the, this uh, goat person hasn't bathed in a very long time. And he, you can overhear him walking from person to person um, asking people, please, can I have some credits? 
Oh, it's a Godel this time. You know, I had a Wookiee panhandler on a shuttle in Corellia once. I don't want to talk about what happened. What did they do with the pans? Don't worry about it, big guy. <laughs> okay. Um, Gaz doesn't uh, opens one of her pouches and just offers. Um, I keep calling them slim drums, but in, like Star Wars, they're actually like like nutrition cylinders that they like eat in Clone Wars. They're like little white bars. Here you go, bud. One second. Oh God, no! <laughs> Why are you rolling? Uh, the the Godel the looks at it at, at your food and he actually smiles and takes it and he just says thank you. Wish it could be more. One uh, one mm. N is going to um. I don't have like a good basis for like how much one credit is. So is it like a dollar or is I, it like I, a... I've been treating it like a dollar. Just okay. For, okay. Uh, takes takes the the credit, and uh, thanks you profusely. Thank you, and um, walks away without pickpocketing any of you. No, that's nice. Thanks. There's our good deed for the trip. But if we hand it out to everybody who asks for credits, we'll be in even more debt than we already are. <laughs> debt will be fine. So. And as I say this. Uh, I turn directly to look at Gauze and Lysander as if I pegged them as the most likely to hand out all of our money to panhandlers. What? <laughs> I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Yet. Don't judge him. He already smells from all that horrible stuff he fell in. Why must you remind me? <laughs> nah, you just smell like Coruscant. It's fine. You'll fit right in. <laughs> um, the the train finally makes it down to the 500th level after being on uh, I keep calling it a train the shuttle keep goes down 500 feet 500 levels and it takes about 3 hours to get down to the, oh, cl the club Lord. area yeah um, by the time you finally arrive there you know the, the sun is starting to set on the surface level but you can't quite tell that anyway you're so far uh, below the surface that there is no light from above coming down here and all of the lighting is provided by neon signs uh, all in Orabesh uh, inviting you in uh, mostly food establishments um, other bars and of course um, uh, uh, droid pleasure shops shall we say and I put that in quotes um, uh, this part of Coruscant is also less populated. Um, there aren't nearly as many people on the streets. There are a lot of dark alleyways where you can unfortunately see some people passed out sleeping. There's lots of trash and litter uh, in certain spots, and graffiti is everywhere. The Moshi Bar is uh, presented by a neon pink, pink sign out in front that simply says Moshi's. Uh, in Oribesh as well as in Huddies, and there are no windows. There is a, a 10 foot wide doorway, uh, 15 feet tall, uh, to allow for people of all shapes and sizes to squeeze through the entrance. Uh, there is no bouncer, and there is no evidence of any kind of security at, at the entrance as well. You can hear music booming from within. It's the song of our people. 
feels like an entirely different planet <laughs> yeah yeah than the That's upper levels yeah. personally i think we should swing by one of those droid pleasure shops <sighs> this droid has been miserable since the moment you woke me up i mean that so i would like to feel good right now i don't really know what that means that might not be the worst idea. Maybe they can stop being so loud when they walk and sound like a dying loth cat. Oh, do you think they re do repairs there? And how do y'all expect to pay for any of that? Yeah, I was just I got 10 credits in my pocket and that's about it. I'm still not entirely convinced you didn't steal those from me. Chris I conspicuously say nothing in response. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very in intrigued by the idea of a droid pleasure place. Does this place give repairs? Uh, not for droids. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kind of. <laughs> Let's just get the, the job done. Let's go. Hold on. D DM, DM. Yeah. Uh, for hilarity points, uh, can can Gauze, with her knowledge of Coruscant, suddenly realize in character exactly what a droid pleasure palace does? I I I think the reaction is legitimate, and I'll and I think valid. <laughs> and Zero, Hope is currently Zero losing sees, losing their shit. Zero sees Gauze's change in demeanor is like, what? Oh, honey. We should just go inside. Oh, uh, okay. We'll get you fixed up somewhere else and buy you a nice hat with Lysander's lime green shirt. Yeah, you look very dapper in a hat. Suppose I am wearing a poncho. I forgot you were wearing a poncho. That's awesome. <laughs> Why not a hat? And Zero just ducks into the door. Yeah, Lysander, someone wants to get the clothes that they I want to give to them. I'm sorry I have more fashion tastes. <laughs> I'm writing this down. My goal is to put Lysander in a t-shirt. <laughs> I, uh, I, I slowly begin kind of half poking, half moving one in to follow Zero. Out in front, leader man, droid, person, and... Follow, follow the poncho. One in, you coming? Uh, yes, I am. Um, and as I enter, I'm going to, you know, do a cursory sweep to make sure I don't recognize anyone in this here establishment. Not that I would, of course, but I just, you know, just want to make sure that I don't. Can, can I join in that too? Uh, yes, um... Uh, what would that be? I think that's a lore rule. Or, uh, actually, I would allow lore or investigation your choice. Uh, okay. Perfect. I'm looking for my old faction members. So, oh, I lost the dice. Alright, come back. That is a 14. Ooh, okay. I, I got a dirty 20! I'm keeping this, 20, this yellow dice out. It's giving me some good ones. 
so uh, you, you all enter this establishment, and it's not particularly big. All the booths along the walls uh, of the circular chamber uh, is uh, situated in such a way where the lighting doesn't quite reach into the booth, so you can't quite see exactly who is sitting in there. Um, just shadowed silhouettes. Um, um, and there is a bar, large bar that is currently being maintained by a two-headed medical droid with six arms. Uh, the arms are able to elongate, so it can, without actually physically moving, reach out to any bottle or any any spigot, activate it, pour drinks, and serve it to people. Um, this the bar is not particularly busy at the moment, um, and uh, uh, Gaz and I went in. You both recognize a person that you both know for different reasons. Um, they are a anacondan which is a snake person uh, with gold scales uh, and they're named Wicker. They're known to be a very uh, a very popular smuggler and they also have a reputation for never uh, messing up a job. <laughs> and you also have a strong feeling that's probably who you're here to meet. What's wrong, You Goss? seem perturbed. Oh, no. It's going to be great. I... I think I need a drink. <laughs> I go to the bar. Um, uh, the uh, bartender um, ex extends a uh, a speaker arm towards you, and you can uh, so it doesn't have to actually walk towards you, but it's still able to speak directly in front of your face. Um, it says, "What will you be having?" What's free? Nothing. If you do not intend to spend credits here, please leave immediately. I I, I can pay for the water. Water. Water will be five credits. What? For water? Can I have a glass? I do not understand the request. <laughs> I would like an empty glass, please. Are you a species that consumes glassware as part of your daily diet? <laughs> no. I am the health inspector, and I wish to check the quality of your glasses and the cleanliness of them. Yes. Uh, can you make a persuasion roll? <laughs> Where's my yellow dice? Uh, persuasion. <laughs> uh, oh shit, it's a one. <laughs> Plus two, so it was a natural one. Yeah. Uh, awesome. is, is anybody else gonna try to be persuasive? I am going- I'll step in. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll let Lysander do it. Yeah. Well, my friend over here means to say... Lysander looks at Gauze like, why the hell were you trying to take a class <laughs> in the first place? Because I was going to fill it up in the bathroom! Cheap oh my god. Cheap-ass free water? Uh, can we start a tab? Yes. What is your cheapest drink here? We, uh, uh, we serve, uh, motor oil. <laughs> Zero um, perks up a bit. <laughs> All right. We're going to start a tab for our friend Zero here. Oh, uh, yeah. And he, uh, he'll take out a bucket and pour it with this, like, black oozy <laughs> substance uh, and hands it over to you. And the name for the tab is Lena So. <laughs> uh, 
Very well. Thank you. I'll take my five credit water, you cheap scapos, Troy. Uh, and he gives you water. Yay! I don't have to fill it up in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, Zero will take the, the oil and, uh, um... I don't really know how they consume oil, uh, but <laughs> uh, we'll look up at the other droid and say, do you have a straw? Um, uh, he, uh, he hands you a kit that you can uh, erect uh, like a, a simple pumping system and connect it to yourself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He or they take it and uh, um, and assemble it and uh, hook it up. <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, yeah. So you all now have your drinks. Want to place... drink? <laughs> Once I am satisfied uh, that Gaz is not going to get herself dragged out of the bar for pretending to be the health inspector, uh, I Sans drink. Uh, use the opportunity caused by the others to go ahead and walk over towards uh, the Anacondon. Okay. Uh, uh, when, uh, right before you do that, uh, Lysander, can I, can I give uh, ask you to make a wisdom saving throw, please? Yeah, but also I'm scared. Wisdom. Did I have a modifier? Uh, yeah, uh, there should be a saving throw under wisdom. Yeah. Then I have a 12. There's something weird in this room for you. You feel suddenly a, a like a very cold wind has suddenly blown through the room, but there's no wind in this room. And there are many, many, many voices kind of moving through the back of your mind, but there you can't quite understand what they're saying. And there's, there's just like many, many whispers and it's something to do with something that's near the anaconda, but you can't see what. Lysander's like looking around the room, what, and turns to the others like, "Do you? Did you all hear that? Want the shitty music? <laughs> no. My audio receptors did not pick up anything unusual. What is it? I hear whispers." Oh, you hear voices. Okay. We're just gonna put that on pause. None of us have the money for a psych droid right now, so <laughs> if you just kind of keep that to yourself. If they start maybe telling, post about it on the hollow net. If they start talking about stabbing people, go after not us first. Uh, I think Zero will take this a little more seriously and try to like uh, tune tune uh, their audio receptors a little more acutely to try to see if they can pick up anything that is being quietly whispered. No, you just hear the really bad music very loudly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, oh, sorry. I wanted to clarify that I am saying this as I am starting to walk away towards Wicker uh, while the scene at the bar is continuing to occur. Yeah, so so when you approach Wicker first, and um, uh, Wicker for a moment looks up at you, and with the with the end of its tail, it has some kind of data pad that is beeping, and he holds the data pad up to you and looks surprised, 
and uh, puts the data pad away and uh, gestures you to sit down with its head. Uh, I I take a seat as I actively say, is this seat taken? No. Great, I'll take the chance to get off my feet for a bit. So you're the ones I'm supposed to be meeting with? We believe so. My name is IC3L. It is a pleasure. Is it? You're not what I expected. You know, I feel like we all get that a lot. Mm, so you have your own ship, then? There is a ship that we are on. Yes. Yeah, y- you know, we're going to go with yes as the answer to the question. Clarification question. Me, Zero, and Lysander are at the bar, and then uh, IA, one n and Wen are across the room, correct? Right. All right, continue. So we can't hear what's happening. Uh, not over the, the horrible music, no. Cool. Just make sure. <laughs> you will take this then as per your instructions. And uh, the Anacondan wraps his uh, lower half of his body around this very large metal box that has a lot of uh, lights and buttons coming off of it and puts it on the table and then pushes it over towards you. Don't open it, no matter what. I reach out and place my hand on the box, and I say, absolutely, 100, we have got this. Just real fast, is there a way that we could get, say, 150 credits of the reward up front, it would help us pay our docking fees and get off the planet. I understand that everyone wants to facilitate a swift deal here. I am not the one that's going to pay you. And I will not be the one that's going to pay you. That's not ominous at all. I am here to just give you this box. You shall take it to Nauhata. Interesting, interesting. So, assuming we work for the same people, they probably want to facilitate a speedy and easy transfer. So, I would consider maybe an investment in the success of the run on your part. And if we were to succeed with no difficulties, that would make you look really good to your bosses, don't you think? Um, can you make a can you make a persuasion roll? Uh, let me see. Let me find where persuasion is. Uh, what's my mod? There it is. Uh, 19. <laughs> my only job is to give you package so that I get paid. But if you want opportunity to get paid more, I know of something. 
Uh, Wen leans across the table. We're listening. There's someone who owes me a lot of credits. If you could take care of them for me, I would appreciate it. Wen looks up at one end. That sounds like something we can do. Yes, I agree. Then... There is an awkward pause as Wynn stares at one in for a moment before looking back over at Wicker. See? <laughs> there is a mechanic shop not too far from here. It's owned by a filthy and disgusting Gungan. If you take everything from him, including his life, and bring back the head, I'll give you 500 credits. That escalated quickly. Oh, no! <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> what is... What end? Sorry. Oh, that was me. That that was Nathan, not Zero. I know, I know. But... <laughs> I, I, I transferred it over to Win. I decided he said it as well uh, in in game. I believe that could be arranged. Oh, no. Are we really opening this podcast with murder? <laughs> Are we about to become assassins? About to be. Oh my, I'm just waiting for them to be like, hey, we're gonna bat for can I go kill a guy? It'll be fine. We're over at the bar enjoying our drinks, listening to shitty music, watching robot bolo ball on TV. Tell you what. I'll take the package, because that's the broader deal, and we're going to do that. But uh, we will go confer with our associates over there. And if this is something that is within our skill set, we will take care of it for you. And if mm. not, if not, no harm, no foul. It's extra anyway. How does that sound? No one backs away from Wicker when they make a deal to them. Good point, and I hear you. Very, very, very uh, strict, honorable. You know what? Uh, I think we have already said yes. Um, he looks up at one end. We, we one end said that could be arranged, not yes. There was some amount of, you know, not 100% here, so... We don't have... I, we didn't agree to anything fully, completely. Uh, Wicker just stares at you with, like, a like a, a, a wicked smile and a look. I know you'll make the right choice. Sure. Wynn stands up, picks up the crate, and walks back over to the three that are back at the bar. Hey, so, how's it going? Little? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Everything is fine. Minor, minor detail. Um, 
there's a Gungan that runs a mechanic shot down the way. Cool. And They're we may sweet. or may not have agreed to bring Wicker their head. I would argue what? we did not agree to do that. I simply said we could do what, that. What purpose that will this would. serve? Uh, it will get us money that we can use to cover the costs of the trip. Unless one of you has 500 credits sitting around in a bank account that I don't know about. What the hell do we need 500 credits for? Well, for docking fees, for one. I was just gonna bullshit our way off the feet, off the dock. What the hell did you guys want to see if go kill somebody now? I didn't sign up to become a bounty hunter. Is there a reason other than money why this Gungan's life should be terminated? Yeah, Gungans are super sweet. They're all nice and they like cook really well and they're like good cuddlers. Like what the hell? Wicker may have interpreted our non-committal ramblings as a yes. Oh my god. Even though we didn't technically say yes. Also, this is the crate we're supposed to to transport and he holds it up in the center. I, there may, may have been some uh, attempted haggling that might have not gone the direction that it was intended to go. So, oh, are, so now we have, it's, didn't you say that I, I know something about Wicker? What, what did I know about him? Uh, he's, uh, he's a very successful smuggler. Um, he's networked with a lot of very large criminal syndicates to uh, push product through them. Okay. And he's he's no, also known to be pretty wealthy. Okay. We could just get rid of Wicker. <laughs> no. 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 This sounds like not a terrible idea. One uh, N. Did you? I currently do not have the capabilities to scan this box. Uh, did you? No. I was not designed to be able to scan boxes. Well, maybe one of the droids at the pleasure shop could. <laughs> they are not designed to, well, well. I gotta scan something. I'm not finishing that sentence. <laughs> Bringing us away from the droid pleasure shops that and they pointedly look over at Zero. We don't have the money to get inside. So yes we... or no, you guys agree to kill a person? Yes or no? <laughs> no, Wicker, no. We never agreed to it per se, but Wicker seems to think we did. Is Wicker still over there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're just like watching us like, oh, look at the cute dumbasses. Yeah, oh, uh, well, then yeah, I'll had... just go ask for clarification. And Zero gets up and walks over to Wicker. Gauze is going over there, too, with, like, a, like a, a little pep in her step. Okay. Uh, Wicker Wicker uh, sees you approach him, and he has this, like, really sinister smile on his snaky face. Has has Gauze and Wicker met? I need to know this. Uh, not officially. Uh, you, this is something someone you've seen around or heard, and heard about. Mm-hmm. She just slides in the booth and puts on her best beaky charming smile. Hi, Wicker. I've heard so much about someone like you, you big strong snake. 
who are you? You look good enough to eat. Oh, so this is my friends here, Rope. They are so great. We just had some clarification questions. Did you hire our associates to kill someone, yes or no? Yes. Okay. And Zero turns around and walks back to the... Zero, Zero, where are you going? Uh, We we have to go do the job now, right? No. Oh, oh. We are... What would happen if we said no to the whole Gungan thing? I would be so annoyed. I will put a bounty on each one of your heads. Oh. This is why I didn't use my actual designation. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. Well, I think that we can work something out. That is? What about, instead of killing the Gungan, we agreed to do a different kind of job in the future for you? What can you do? Well, I'm sure in three to five sessions we'll find out. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff. We can do stuff. Stuff. Also things. And things. Stuff and things. I... We can stuff things for you. I... I... So so when when pops their head over uh, as this is happening and interjects, think of any credits that you put in as an investment toward future jobs that are more in line with our skill set. I do not think you will survive your delivery. Oh, we are, we will absolutely survive. Take Lysander, come here, babe. This is Lysander. He is the greatest fighter from his home world. <laughs> Lysander, you did not tell me you were skilled in combat. He's, he is, he's so, he looks like this like little, we, we are the crew of the Phantasmal Squonk. You think just a simple murder is within our skill set? We have, <laughs> guys does not know that he, that one end didn't give, gave a different name. So, <laughs> cause she was at the bar. We have one end and they are so skilled at their ability to do things. And we have the best pilot in the galaxy when he will get us out of any, he can fly any ship and they will come out and be like, wow, I am the best pilot because we have, and this is zero. This is our tank. They are so strong. I am a droid, not a tank. That can rip Wookiees in half. And I am the quickest hands on this side of the core world. Do you think a simple murder is up to our standard? Murder is never simple. Uh, Can you make a persuasion roll? God almighty, what am I getting us into? 
called Kick the Can. We're gonna push the problem down the road. Fuck. What's <laughs> persuasion? 13? Um, Wicker kind of thinks about it for a second and then uh, nods his head and finally says, Yes, you will do more important job for me later. But you must complete this mission first. When Please. you head to Nauhata, <clears throat> send this communication. Uh, and he gives you a, a transponder code chip. Cool. So, so we don't have to kill, kill the Gungan the... anymore? Yeah, do we have to kill the Gungan? I mean, because that's, you know, if you're going to make me have to spend my hard-earned blaster shots for, on, on a Gungan, you better be willing to pay me for it, hon. You, you will do a job for me later. Come back to Coruscant. I will make sure it pays well. Cool. All right. Well, Wicker, you are so lovely. I just love your little fangs. And about gonna... those docking fees. No, we are fine. We're fine. We're fine. I'm just kind of waving, like, go to the door. Because because the whole point of of doing the job was to get the advance. We'll be, we'll be fine. Go to the door. Lysander well, is still kind of uneasy about the whispering he heard. Yeah, in, in fact, um, you feel that cold chill again, and the whispers are just a little bit louder, and you can f you get the feeling that it's coming from that box. You that know Wicker what, Wicker? You. I'll, I'll bill you. I'll send you my bill. <laughs> you better not toy with me or assume I am some sort of an idiot. He's joking, he's joking. You're not, you're so smart. I hear your brain is as strong as the tail you use to strangle people. Have a great day. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> well, everyone, that was our first play episode for Light and Dice. It seems the crew of the Phantasmal Squonk has survived thus far. What will the consequences be for making a deal with the Anaconda and Scoundrel? Will they pay their docking fee? And will they open what is inside that mysterious box? Listen to the next episode to find out more. Special thanks to Grushkov, who composed the music we use for these episodes. You can find their music on most music platforms. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review, and don't forget to subscribe. If you wish to hang out with us between game sessions, you can follow us on Twitter, at For Light and Dice. More next time. <laughs>